All right, well, good evening, everybody. Man, how is everybody feeling tonight? Good. All right, well, hey, a uh, question for you. Who, uh, who has exams tomorrow, starting tomorrow? Who has exams like this week? Okay, who doesn't have exams this week? Hey, let's go. All right. Well, uh, my name is Mike, and I'm the pastor here. Welcome to Genesis. Um, at Genesis, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you came to the door tonight that you felt comfortable and invited. And I also hope that you came with an open heart because you've been prayed and prepared for. And so we are so glad that you're here. Tonight we're continuing our series, Trending Topics, where uh, each week we're looking at a hot button issue and uh, looking through it, looking at it through a cultural lens and also a biblical lens. And over the last three weeks, we've discussed mental health, we've discussed faithfulness, and we've discussed identity. And so tonight we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about the seasons of life. We're going to be talking about the seasons of life. Last week, this picture of uh, uh, this picture on Facebook of my um, high school senior class kind of resurfaced because people started commenting on it and saying things like, "Wow, this has been so long. We need to get together." You know, yada yada yada. I uh, I didn't partake. And as I was thinking about this message, um, I was looking at that picture and I was thinking about that time of life. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, like man, I'm, I'm really not ready for, for things to change. I mean, I'm ready to get to, to leave my high school, but I'm not ready to, to leave my group of friends. Like, I've got my group of friends. Like, we're living life. We're having fun. Um, and, and I remember thinking, like, I know things are about to get really different. I didn't want them to be different. That was my mindset as an 18-year-old who liked the way things were. And, you know, around 18, you know, you guys, you graduate high school, and, and that is one of the, the biggest changes of life up to that point. And, and then from there on, it kind of just starts this series of changes in your life, this, this series of season changes. You know, the word change can almost define itself, or can almost itself define the, the age that we find ourselves in right now, this 18 to 30 window. Right? You go into new places for the first time, maybe a, a college campus for the first time, maybe the, the full-time workforce for the first time, or, or maybe the, the military. And, and then you leave, also you leave places for the first time. You leave your parents' house. You leave your hometown. And, and then you have friends that, that leave and, and go off to, to college or go off and do these different things. And uh, so that's another tough part of change in life. I had some friends uh, either either join the military or um, they went off for opportunities and went off for school. And, and after that, it kind of just gets weird, right? It's like they come back in town or something, you try to hang out and it never works out. And I always wondered why. I had someone tell me, well, it's just you, you get used to living life without one another. And that, that's just part of change. You know, you start living your own life and doing your own thing. And what was once considered change is now the new normal. And when you try to go back to the old thing, that's different. The seasons change, and change can be tough. And as you move through the, the young adult time of your life, so many things are going to change. You'll change jobs. You'll change cities. You'll change circles of friends. You'll learn new things. You'll make new mistakes. You'll accomplish new things. The seasons will change. And because change can be tough, and because change can be intimidating, it can sometimes bring a lot of fear when we think about it. Because as we know, so much of change is out of our control. We, we can't see the future. We wish we could, but we can't. 
And so at any point, in an instant, things can change. Something can fall through. We, we get bad news. We get a phone call. We, we lose our job, et cetera. Life is so volatile that if you think about it too hard, it can kind of start messing with you a little bit, right? And, you know, you think, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if I lose this person or, or that person? What if I can't handle the changes that come my way? In those what-if questions we ask ourselves is where we find the root of our fear of change. And so tonight, I wanna discuss this fear of change and how we can approach it. And we're gonna do so by finding the difference between comfort and contentment. And so if you're taking notes tonight, that would be a great thing to put at the top. Comfort versus contentment. And so I'm gonna go ahead and pray, and then we will jump into the verses for tonight. God, I thank you so much for, for bringing us here together, God, and it's an incredible opportunity to, to worship you, to uh, hear from your word, to learn more about you. And, and God, I thank you that what may feel like a normal routine night is never normal and never routine when it comes to your power and your presence. And so God, we welcome you in here tonight. We thank you again for this opportunity. We pray we would make the most of it. In Jesus' name, we all said together, amen. Awesome. Well, if you would, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. And while you're doing so, I'm gonna tell you a story really quick. This past, uh, not this past Sunday, but the one before, I got the opportunity to speak next door in main service at Northwood. And uh, before, before, I, uh, before service started, I was kind of nervous because I do announcements and stuff over there all the time, but this was only my third time speaking, and so it was kind of like I was kind of nervous or whatever. And uh, right before service, I had this guy come up to me, and he introduced himself, and he said, you know, this is my name. I've been coming here for like a month, and, um, you know, I just really love what you're doing. And so he's like, I want to give you something. And so he handed me this coin, and uh, on this coin, he's like, this is my life verse. And he said, Philippians 4.13 is my life verse, and I just want to give this to you. And I was like, wow, like, that's really cool. Like, that's some, like, good encouragement, like, when I needed it the most, you know. And so on this, on this coin is one of the verses that we're going to read tonight. So this is Philippians 4.10 through 13. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So at first, you know, when this guy tells me, hey, my life verse is Philippians 4.13, you know, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I was kind of like, of course it is, <laughs> right? That's everybody's favorite verse. That's a popular verse. Like next to John 3, 16, it's probably like the most popular verse of all time. You see it everywhere. You know, like Tim Tebow's eye black, Steph Curry's shoes, Lifeway t-shirts, you know, like it's, you see it everywhere. When I, when I was a kid, I thought this verse meant that, that I could jump off a cliff and God would give me wings and I could fly. Now, <laughs> I'm not saying he couldn't do that, but I'm not gonna find out. Um, but tonight, as we talk about this fear of change and we talk about this difference between comfort and contentment, we're putting that verse into its proper context. And what we see is that it proceeds a lesson in contentment. The Apostle Paul is uh, the one who wrote this letter to the Philippians, and he says in verse 11, he says, I have learned in whatever situation I'm in to be content. 
And Paul was a, a man who had a lot of change come his way in life. He was, first of all, radically converted to Christianity, which was a big change. And he was then shunned by the religious people that he had grown up around. That's a big change. He, he was beaten and stoned and shipwrecked. He, he traveled around constantly. He was always dealing with change, either change of location, change of income, change of living arrangements, change of circles of people. But he says, I can deal with all of that because he learned to be content. Because he knows what it's like to be brought low and, and to abound, as he says. He knows what it's like to be in good times and bad. He knows he can handle it because of Christ who strengthens him. And right there, we see his source of contentment, and it's Jesus. So comfort, on the other hand, comes from us. It's something that comes from us, but contentment comes from Christ. And so, of course, we should follow the example of Paul's contentment with whatever change comes our way. But the reason we don't at times handle the change as well is because we're not content, we're instead too comfortable. We like the way things are, we're living our life, and we are so sunk in the couch that if we were someone to get, tell us to get up and move, we would be upset about it. And so no wonder we're afraid of things changing. Because when you're comfortable, change comes and change knocks you down. But when you're content in Christ, you can better roll with the punches. I think, I think many of us have kind of just put on the, the comfy clothes of our faith when we instead need to stay ready for whatever God calls us to do next. Because here's the thing. Change, change is not the enemy. Comfort is the enemy. Change is not the enemy. Comfort is the enemy. Comfort is the wound, and change comes and throws salt in it. Comfort is the problem, and change magnifies it. Here's another way to think about it. This is kind of funny. You guys ready for this? As the acclaimed prophet Ice Cube once said, you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. When change comes, when you're content, change will only check you, but when change, when you're comfortable, change will wreck you. It's when we get too comfortable that change does its most damage to us. One of the biggest season changes of my life was uh, before Emily and I got married. I moved out of my parents' house. I graduated college, and we got married in like the same six or seven weeks. And it's an incredible time of life to, you know, a lot of changes all at once. And I remember being kind of frustrated with, with, with life at that, at that point. It was a few weeks before, um, you know, the wedding, a few weeks before graduation and things like that. And I was having trouble finding uh, a job that, that paid enough to survive. I, I was working part-time here at the church. I was, uh, and th things were, you know, we're trying to work things out here, and it wasn't looking very good. And, and then I, I was graduating with a business degree. And so I thought, I, you know, I had these, you know, doors open because of that. And, and you guys know, some of you who have graduated, it is hard to find a job when you graduate. And, um, and so things were kind of just not looking too good. And I remember sitting in uh, the driveway of my parents' house and just, I was talking to Emily on the phone and not, I wasn't yelling at her. I was more like yelling to her, just like unloading all this frustration and just hated the things, you know, the way things were. And I wish they could be better. And um, I remember telling her, I said, I wish, I wish I had this crystal ball that I could just look into and I would know every answer to all my questions I would see how everything comes together. I would see how all the pieces were gonna uh, fall and how everything was gonna make sense. 
said, I wish I had this crystal ball. And her answer was so incredible. I, you know, I, I've, I've shared this story before, but her answer was so incredible. It changed the way that I looked at the, at the plan that God had for my life. And hopefully it changes the way you look at the plan that God has for your life. I said, man, I wish I had this crystal ball. I wish I had all these answers. And she said, yeah, but then, but then God wouldn't be big. Well, then, 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 then God wouldn't have to show up for you. You would know everything. Sometimes we just gotta be okay with how the chips fall. If we, knew, if we knew every stop along the way, if we knew every turn along the way, we wouldn't learn, we'd learn what we need to learn. We wouldn't grow where we need to grow. And the beauty of contentment is that it allows us to see the good in a tough situation or a tough season. Because let's face it, you're gonna walk through seasons in life that are tough. You may be in one of those seasons right now. You're in a season where you're not happy a season where you're frustrated, where you, you wish you could be somewhere else, doing something else. You wish you could be done with school or you wish you could have a different job. If you're in a season like that, you have to find your contentment in Christ or else you get too comfortable. Because here's, here, and here's something, you know, that it sounds like it would never happen, but it's true. It's possible that you can get comfortable in a bad season. It's possible that you can get comfortable in a bad season. That doesn't happen overnight. But you can get so used to the way things are, the way things have always been, that you do nothing about it. Of course, I'm talking about things that are in our control. But sometimes we can find ourselves upset about life, but we're so comfortable and set in our ways that we do nothing to make the best out of it. But contentment, on the other hand, it fights for a way forward while finding the beauty in the season that you're currently in. That's what Paul did. He found beauty in the hunger He found beauty in the plenty. He found beauty when he was brought low and when he was brought high. He found beauty in the good times. He found beauty in the bad times. That's being content in Christ. Another another story I like telling, I've shared this one before too. It's been a while, but my grandparents got... My grandparents got married really young, and uh, times were different back then. He was 19. She was just, she had just turned 15 when they got married. They lived in um, a small town, Oneonta, Alabama is where they lived. And they uh, were trying to make ends meet. They didn't have a whole lot of money. And my grandpa knew there wasn't a whole lot of work in this small town that they were from, that they were living in. And he, uh, he had $5. They had $5 to their name. That was it. And, and he knew. He's like, man, I, I'm going to have to figure something out. And so he, he, calls this, he calls a taxi, and he gets in the taxi, and the guy says, well, where do you want to go? And he said, well, how far will $5 take me? And he said, it'll take you to Birmingham. And so they drove to Birmingham. He ends up getting a, a, a job with this company, and they trained him as an electrician. Well, around that time, John F. Kennedy was president, and at that time, the space race was going on, and like, uh, you know, he's like, I want America to beat China and beat Russia to the moon. And so he founded the National uh, Aeronautic and Space Administration, otherwise known as NASA, and their headquarters were in Huntsville, Alabama, about an hour away from where he was. And so because of that, they started going to these surrounding areas to find work, uh, find guys like trained, qualified people to work for NASA. And so they found my grandpa. My grandpa got the job, and he ended up working on the rocket that sent the guys to the moon. And so it's $5 he turned into something that made history, Right? It went from a bad season to a good season. And first of all, that is a, that is a, first of all, an incredible lesson in faithfulness to just, you know, 
do the best with what you got, give it all you got with what you got. But also it's an incredible lesson in contentment. That he didn't sit at home and hold on to that $5. He instead was content with his given circumstances. He faced the facts and then went and made the best out of them. Sometimes you just gotta take your $5 and see how far it'll take you. You know, I had somebody tell me one time, you know, that in life, sometimes you have to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Eat the meat and spit out the bones. In other words, take what you can get and leave the rest. Take what you can get and leave the rest. Some seasons of life are like that. Sometimes we've been celebrated. Sometimes we've been joyful and encouraged and we've, been, and we've abounded, like Paul said. And then other seasons, sometimes we've been shipwrecked and broken and lonely and, and, and we've been brought low. But contentment in Christ is what keeps us anchored. It's what keeps us pushing through it all. And that's why we don't have to be afraid of change because he's got us. He cares for us. He's got a plan for us. We can trust him because though the seasons of life may change, he stays constant. And so if you find yourself in a tough season, I would encourage you to find your contentment in Christ and make the best out of it. And if you find yourself tonight afraid of what the seasons may bring in the future, Remind yourself of who never changes. At the beginning of the night, I mentioned the, the what-if questions that, that we often deal with. What if this doesn't work out? What if this or that happens? What if I, I lose this circle of friends? What if something happens with my scholarships or with my job, et cetera? At the core of those questions is this. Is God in control? Is God in control? The answer to that is Yes. And the greatest example is what we see at the cross. A time where, where it looked hopeless for Jesus, that Jesus was being killed. It looked like God was completely out of control, but all the while, God was instead in complete control. And it was all according to plan. And so if we ever have doubt about whether or not God is in control of our life, we can look to the cross. Because if, we, if he had control even there, he's got control over our lives. So tonight, I think we can flip those questions on their head a little bit. If you feel rattled by those what if questions, let me ask you this. What if God was with you? What if God was for you? What if God had a perfect plan for you? What if God stayed the same, though everything else may change? The seasons may change, but God never does. And so tonight, I want you to think about what season that you're in. I wanna ask you, do you find yourself comfortable or are you content? So I would encourage you tonight that if you, too, if, you, if you do feel a little too comfortable where you're at in life, do something to kind of get out of that comfort zone just a little bit. God has you where you're at for a reason and it's not to waste it. It's an opportunity to find your contentment in him. So if you're gonna go ahead and stand, the band's gonna come up. Tonight, I want to I want to respond in worship, as we always do, and and as a way to first of all glorify God, and then also to celebrate the fact that man, we are a bunch of people, and we're all walking through seasons. We all got different seasons. We all got different things going on, and God knows every single detail of of, of all of them. We're we're in seasons right now, maybe some good, some bad, but we get to worship tonight because we know that God is with us through it all that we can find beauty when we're brought high, when we're brought low, in the hunger and in the plenty, in the good times and the bad, that God's with us through it all, that though everything around us may change, he stays the same.
Let's pray. God, thank you again for the beautiful message of the cross that though you looked completely out of control, God, you were instead completely in control. And so sometimes in our life, God, we feel like, man, are you in control? All this is going on. Where are you? But God, we can know because of the cross that if you were in control even then, you're in control now. You know exactly what you're doing. So though the seasons may change, the seasons of life may change, God, you stay the same. And God, we don't want to get too comfortable where change comes and wrecks us, God. We want to stay content. We want to stay anchored. We want to be content in you, knowing that's going to hold us through when that change comes. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. And so we want to celebrate and worship tonight like a bunch of people who are in just a bunch of different seasons. But we're united under one thing tonight, is that you're in control of everything and you never change. In Jesus' name, amen.